Lana is a lucid dreaming and lucid living coach and a scientific researcher with a Masters of Science in Consciousness, Spirituality and Transpersonal Psychology. She has been lucid dreaming for over 25 years and is a pioneer in the lucid dreaming field for mental health research, working with clients across the globe. Lana states she's dedicated her life to helping people redefine and reconnect to their purpose and awaken their unlimited potential. Hey, Lana. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, thanks. First of all, would you mind just sharing your personal story of how you found your dreams were the answer? How did you find that your dreams were something that is what you were meant to be doing? Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. Um well, I guess there was there was a lot of different times in my life. Um, there was a really early period where I was like four years old when I first started lucid dreaming, and that was through childhood nightmares um, and really overcoming that. And that then just stemmed into me recognizing as a kid, I was like, oh, cool, I can use my dreams for things that I find you know, scary or challenging or difficult. Um, And then I think it was really in high school, probably where um, I would, I was like the weird dream kid of my class, right? And so I'm sure you probably experienced this yourself as well, where, you know, I'd have dreams about friends or things going on in my life, and I would share them with people and that's when I started recognizing uh, from from my friends at that time where they were like, we don't have dreams like that, right? But mm-hmm. they thought it was really interesting what I did. And then I, I guess the real deep dive into it was I was living in Japan for five years and one New Year's Eve, I was kind of having that real reflection on my year and thinking about the next year and I went for a casual 10k run (laughs) on a treadmill (laughs) and so I was just running um, and it was New Year's Eve and I was running and thinking and thinking and really reflecting on my life and I realized that dreams were one of the only positive things that had just been with me the whole time. And I thought that was really interesting and how they'd helped me in childhood and helped me with relationships and mental health and depression. And at that time, so this was, this was 2016, I realized we just kind of had this epiphany of like, I wonder if this is just a me thing, if it's just me that feels like this about dream work and has had them help me so much in my life, or if this is something that can really help other people the same way that it's helped me. And that was when I decided I really wanted to go into research and look into, you know, can lucid dreaming genuinely help people in all kinds of circumstances, or is this just a weird thing that I do? So that's when I decided to go back to London, back to my hometown and start my um, master's of science research on lucid dreaming for treating clinical depression. So I think that was really probably, there was a bit of a lead up, but that was when I was really like, I'm going to 
pursue this in a serious way. Mm. Um, How has your dreaming helped you to overcome your own mental health issues? I think at at the deepest part, it was this recognition of healing from the inside out and doing it myself. So when I was probably in my deepest bout of depression, uh, kind of in my 20s, I didn't want to go to therapy. Like it was just not working for me. I had so many therapists from really early childhood, maybe like five or six years old, all the way through up till I was 19, 20. I'd been put in an institution. I'd been taken out of school. I was on so many different types of antidepressants and medications and antipsychotics and nothing was working. And I would go to these therapy sessions with all different kinds of therapists and I would just sit there and I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to articulate what was going on. And it just felt like a massive, you know, It was just another thing that I was like, this is also really hard. But it was when I was sleeping, when I was dreaming, especially when I was lucid dreaming, that everything was different. It was the one place where I felt really empowered, where I was like, I can actually learn things about myself. And the dream space knows me. It's like me inside out. And so it was there when I started communicating with dream characters and going back to past memories and working on myself in like my childhood self or my inner child and crafting different emotions that I wanted to feel, you know, even just a simple dream, like let me experience pure happiness, bliss for the next two minutes. That would be like a huge wave of release that I would then wake up with and feel a little bit better so that was kind of how I got started with working on dream work for my mental health it was the days that I was like I'm not going to get out of bed today and I'm probably not going to make it to therapy and honestly like it was a struggle to even afford it so that was where I really recognized if if I'm going to do this and change my life I think this is the way that I'll be able to actually make a difference for myself. Mm. So yeah, if that answers your question. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You made some really good points there. Like when you've got depression, it's hard to feel joy, isn't it? Like in your waking life. So it's amazing that you are then able to go into your dream and feel something that you wouldn't usually be able to feel or be able to access in your waking life. And the same thing about not wanting to go to therapy and, you know, having to go to appointments and even with therapy, some like therapy is great and I'm not going to say it's not, but I know from my own experience, it's difficult to sit in that chair and explain what's going on in your life and have to speak it out to somebody of everything that you've been through. Whereas with your dreams, you don't even need to explain anything because you're, it's already all there, even more than what you'd be able to describe. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm not hating on therapy. I'm married to a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's a, a fantastic practice. I do think you have to be in the right space for therapy. And at that time, I just wasn't personally. And I also, unfortunately, experienced working with a couple of therapists that weren't really very good at what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah, like you're sharing, you know, our dreams, we get to kind of be that therapist to ourselves a little bit and really work on things without having to figure out how do I talk about this? Or how do I get out of my own way even, right? Because we have egos and you can go in to speak to a friend even and be like, well, I'm going to share this little piece about myself, but maybe not talk about this. And that's us as humans, right? We we don't want to always take all the responsibility of everything we're doing or go into the finer details of things that are really hard. Our mind is very good at protecting us. So I think being able to tap into that subconscious, the unconscious elements that my dreams were co-creating with me was so beneficial to really get to the origins of things I needed to look at that were hard to do whilst I was awake. Yeah, definitely. In your dreams, you can't leave any parts out and you can't lie (laughs) yeah yeah it's kind of like a a psychedelic trip in that way I always say where you Mm. you know if you use psychedelics you usually get the trip that you need it's not necessarily the trip that you want all the time and I think dreams work that same way too you know we can we can lose a dream and we can have that intention of what we want to do but at the end of the day, our dreams are also, you know, operating in a different way where we're going to see things and learn things that are unexpected. So I think that was really useful for me during that. How did you become interested in lucid dreaming and its connection to like consciousness and spirituality and psychedelics and all that sort of a thing? Yeah, that was really through my research. So, um, you know, my research was focused on lucid dreaming for treating clinical depression but all the hundreds of participants that I was working with kind of started seeing this pattern where initially they do that kind of deep self-exploration work and then it would kind of progress so it was often about them and kind of going inwards and then kind of the phase two of it would progress to a bit more of going outwards and exploring other people and environments and getting creative and experimenting with bringing things from the dream space back into waking life. And then I think that natural third phase of it was feeling really empowered and wanting to share what your spiritual gifts are or uh, doing something that can help other people and kind of going more into the transpersonal elements of dream work and so I just thought that was so fascinating that that was kind of the natural progression with lucid dreaming and that it could stem into something so beautiful and that makes a difference to not just yourself but kind of everyone you're connected to as well and so that's when I got really interested in lucid living and what it means to live consciously work consciously like do something that's creating a real impact for yourself and others and kind of that ascension practice rather than just this is something that's for me and it's very inwards and there's nothing being produced out of it Mm. so for people who haven't met you they may never have heard of lucid living we've heard Mm. of lucid dreaming but can you please explain the concept of lucid living Yeah, I think people have different definitions of it. For me, the real uh, part of it is 
taking the dream into waking life uh, uh, in the most simple terms, I guess. So I think we can receive all this knowledge and wisdom and gold and uh, have these incredible experiences in our lucid dreams that are really empowering and exciting and revealing. But then you might do all that and wake up and live this totally separate other life where you're just doing something completely different. And so I think in that sense, I found that's lucid dreaming and it's just just a dream, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing, it doesn't go anywhere. There's no progression with it. It's really amazing, but there's no integration of the experience. So lucid living for me is about the integration of that experience back into the waking state. If you have a breakthrough idea in your lucid dream, how do we implement that into your waking life so that you're living it out lucidly as well? Or if you Um, do some healing in that space how do you then bring that back if you receive knowledge how do you bring it back and so it's creating this cyclical relationship where you're taking things from your waking life and working on them in the lucid dreaming state and then you're working on things in the lucid dreaming state and bringing them back to implement them into your waking life and so it's that integration of both your waking life and your lucid dream work practice that creates the lucid living state. Mm, mm. I find when I do this, I when I take action from my dreams, my progress with dreaming just goes so much faster and things just start happening for me in waking life that wouldn't usually happen. It's like I think it's magic really when you're bringing something from one realm into another realm. It's like you're actually bringing magic into the earth and where we are and what we're doing. And, yeah, things just start happening for you. Like so many coincidences just start popping up and it's really amazing. I love that you used that term as well um, because that was what came up in my research. I think it was about 90% of the participants I worked with described it as real life magic. They're just like, I can't believe this is not (laughs) talked about more because it is like accessing this kind of superpower and just really you know, being able to experience things that they weren't before able to experience. And yeah, like you're saying, there's all these different synchronicities and and things that pop in from the dream life, dream realms and the waking realms. And so it is really beautiful to see them merge together and not have it as this, like, oh, well, my dreams are really awesome, but my waking life kind of sucks or mm. my waking life's really awesome. My dreams are terrifying, right? It, it's that merge together that makes this really beautiful experience in both the waking state and the sleep state. Mm, that's great. So you've explained why lucid dreaming has been so great for you and how it's helped you healing your depression. What are some ways that other people could like practically apply it to themselves? I think it really starts with looking at what's showing up in both your waking life and your dream life. So keeping a dream journal, looking at what are typical emotions that come up in my dream journal what are my dreams even showing me you know what's the main content and at first that might seem completely random like you might be like I have totally different dreams every single night but 
if you start tracking them, you do tend to see those patterns. And I'm sure you know this as well, right? With the work you're doing with your own students, there'll be patterns with frequent characters that show up, people in your dreams, places you find yourself, emotions you experience, maybe even objects and certain actions that you do. And so really looking at what are the most frequent things that I'm experiencing in the dream state and what does that mean to me can be a huge breakthrough or revelation in things that your dreams, your subconscious mind might be calling you to pay attention to. Um, And I think usually it ends up tying into either something that we didn't have the opportunity to heal or process correctly in the past, something that's going on in the present state that's really important to us or something in the future that we're preparing for. So it's really helpful for past, present, and future integration as well. Uh, I think that's kind of the best way to get started with looking at, you know, what should I focus on? What might be something that my mind, body, spirit wants me to pay attention to that I haven't been paying attention to? And maybe at like a higher level than that, really journaling in your waking life as well, writing down what's going on for me on a day-to-day basis. Because a lot of the time we can look back on a dream journal and be like, oh yeah, you know, I was having all these dreams, but we can't remember exactly what was going on in our waking life at that time. So then tracking what was actually happening in your waking life, sometimes you have that, you know, hindsight 2020, like, uh, this is coming up in my dreams. what was happening whilst I was awake and it can make so much sense looking back on it yeah definitely so I say you could um journal about what's happening for you like say at nighttime when you're going to go to bed like what happened today and then in the morning put down your dream and have them together yeah exactly yeah Yeah. super simple doesn't have to be anything massive you know just two minutes five minutes this is what I did today yeah it's very revealing yeah great advice thank you so you are really into science and you're a researcher and you've got a master's of science in consciousness spirituality and transpersonal psychology which is so awesome so you're someone I wanted to ask Um, What scientific research or evidence supports the effectiveness and potential of lucid dreaming for personal growth and self-discovery? Yeah, that's a great question. Unfortunately, not a lot. I was so shocked. Uh, My paper, Lucid Dreaming on Treating Clinical Depression, is the first scientific paper in the world on that topic. It blew my mind, quite frankly. I don't know why this is not much more research upon. I think there's maybe one or two other papers that are about some connections to depression, but not really like how to use it for personal growth or there's actually nothing that's produced as like a 12-step study or anything like definitely something that we need more people doing work on and producing research on. I think there's a couple of papers, uh, academic papers on lucid dreaming for creativity, skill enhancement. There's a few things like that, but 
in terms of a real practical application and scientific study on here's how you uh, improve with self-care or growth or anything like that there's really limited information it's like seriously at the kind of seed beginning stages mm. of the in terms of the scientific field I think there's tons of experiences right like when I put out to get participants for my study um, I had over a hundred people apply in the first 24 hours saying, you know, I've had this incredible dream. I had this amazing lucid dreaming experience. It's changed my life in this kind of way. And so I think we're as humans actually much ahead of the curve in terms of the science is the science that really needs to catch up on mm-hmm. how incredible this can be in terms of mental health, growth, evolution, all of those kinds of things. Yeah, so you're like the lucid dreaming pioneer in scientific research. That's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm not happy about it, though. I'm like, I, re- I really appreciate you um, putting this information out there so that, you know, it can be really encouraging to other people who are listening and tuning in and following the Dream Hub, especially who are like, I'd love to do research on this or, you know, they've had their their own experiences or that passion and they want to share it because we absolutely need more people like yourself, Melissa, but also um, your listeners, I'm sure, who maybe aren't aware. It's like, we need you in this field, you know, because it is a baby, but it can help so many people. And I don't know if I want to say unfortunately, but definitely when there's not the scientific research behind things, you know, it is hard to give that credibility to some people some people really want that hard evidence I mean there's still people today who are like lucid dreaming isn't even real you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there is science to show that it's a real thing but there's not a whole lot of uh, studies on so many different elements of it so the more people in the field the merrier I don't want to be the the little pioneer on my own I want (laughs) people worldwide helping produce this research and helping other people recognize its potency for sure yeah definitely it's so huge and it's like everybody dreams everybody dreams so I'm I am surprised once I started getting into like my dream research I was so surprised that this isn't worldwidely used by everyone like every single person we should be learning this stuff in school um yeah (laughs) hopefully they will be soon hopefully my daughters will be learning this in school I know I'm teaching them anyway but I feel like yeah all children should learn how to use their dreams and and adults and even the elderly like using it to help them learning to pass over to the other side and so many different things our time dreaming it's a lot of time that we we do that so yeah it is really crazy to me that we're not using it especially as it's every single person no one can be like oh I'm not into dreaming not gonna do it it's like no that's your birthright this is gonna be part of your living experience so why not take all the gold from it right that's right I mean a lot of people don't remember their dreams or they shut their dreams out and they're kind of choosing not to experience them. But I feel really sad for people when that happens. Um, What advice do you have for anyone that would be suffering from like a dream drought? So mindset, 
that's the biggest thing. Usually, uh, usually if someone hasn't remembered a dream for 10 years, or there's someone who says, I only see black, my dream recall super fuzzy is because they've been telling themselves that maybe they have had that experience. But it is usually someone who says something like, I never have lucid dreams, I'm going through a dream drought, I never remember my dreams. And something as simple as just changing that for themselves before they go to bed or during that day, just saying, I'm going to remember my dreams super clear, they're going to be vivid, they're going to be high definition, I'm going to remember every single detail, it's going to be easy, or setting up a dream journal next to their bed, you know, writing that out a couple of times before they go to sleep. Tonight, I'm going to remember my dreams with ease, they're going to be colorful, vivid, I'll remember them entirely, whatever they want to do to amp themselves up. That makes a huge, huge difference. I always get people who message me the day after just being like, what did you do? I had <laughs> you know, a million dreams come flooding through. Um, our minds are just really powerful like that. When we tell ourselves we can suddenly do something, it gets on board and it's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> you know, so that's been a huge, just really simple trick for that works for a lot of people who mm. just think they've never been able to dream. They tell themselves they can and they can just do it. Um, and then another one I think is just taking the pressure off yourself. I think people, when they think of dream recall, think, oh my God, I've got to write out a whole page. It's got to make sense. Um, and people get really caught up on that. And they wake up and they're like, I kind of remember a little bit, but it wasn't really a narrative. And so just taking off that pressure, write down some key words. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a sentence. It doesn't have to be something that makes sense. You can literally just write down, you know, dog, high school, mom, angry. That's it. Just start with that and kind of start building yourself back up from there so I would say put down one word you know challenge yourself can I write one word about my dream then maybe the next night can I write three words can I write a sentence and if you really can't remember anything at all just write down how you felt when you woke up what's the first thing that was on your mind how did you feel in your body start with that Mm, yeah great great advice definitely yeah I think people do get worried about dream journaling and thinking that it has to make sense it's like dreams don't make sense as they're happening (laughs) like they do sometimes after you've analyzed them but um worrying about what it means and and having it as a story can sometimes really block what's coming through as well like I find that when I have a dream if I'm writing it down and I start to try to analyze it while I'm remembering it, it'll block what's coming through. I have to just forget about trying to let it make sense and just go with the flow of whatever weird stuff was going on and stay in that kind of subconscious dreamy thought space rather than yeah. jumping to the interpretation space going, oh, well, what does that mean? What could that symbolize? Like then it just blocks everything. Yeah. That, that that also is such a good point about, you know, going into our own head or even going into other things going on, right? Like if you're someone who wakes up and you have a ton of notifications on your phone, 
it's really easy for your mind to then just be like, oh, what's that say? And then your dream's like, whoop, gone, because you're you're making space for whatever is about to happen next. So things like that are good as well. You know, set that intention of I'm just gonna write as much as I can. I'm not gonna do the analysis this morning. Um, turn off your phone notifications. I don't know how anyone lives with them on when they wake yeah. up. I feel like that would be so intense. But <laughs> yeah. People do. So, you know, switch it up. Don't check your emails when you wake up first thing. Check yourself. You know? mm. Um, so let's chat about Christianity, the Bible and dreams. So you're a Christian and I've found it really interesting because I've only just realized that dreaming is is mentioned a lot in the Bible and I heard that Jesus was actually named because of a dream that came to his father Mm. and the pharaoh the ruler of Egypt would use Joseph's dream interpretation skills to prepare for their seven-year famine tell me about your experience with it all yeah I was so shocked as well because I feel like I think I looked this up recently. I think dreams are mentioned over 200 times in the Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament. There's not lucid dreaming mentioned specifically, but there are a lot of occasions where it says, and then, you know, so-and-so was in the spirit and they're talking about an altered state of consciousness where they are conscious and receiving a vision from God. And to me, that's a lucid dream, right? Mm. Like that is the definition of lucid dreaming. So I think it's very much tied into the Bible. There are countless occasions where it says flat out in scripture, you know, and then they they connected with God or they received what they were supposed to do through a dream. So it really shocked me that that element of Christianity is not necessarily talked about. When I was first reading the Bible, because I became a Christian in 2020, you know, I started in Genesis and it's all about dream work and Joseph. And yeah, like you're saying, you know, he he recognizes he can interpret dreams. And I was like, what? Why did I not know this was a huge part of it? So as a dream lover myself, I found that fascinating. And also, yeah, I thought it was strange that it's not really commonly talked about. Um, I know that there are a lot of mm, judgmental Christians as well, right? Or there's judgmental just people in mm. general. Um, so, of course, there's going to be Christians who are like that, that will think of things like lucid dreaming as witchcraft or, you know, you're tapping into I don't know, other spirits or something, but we know as lucid dreamers and dream workers that um, this is not something, it's not a satanic practice. Mm. It's a natural practice that we all have access to. Lots of people have spontaneous dreams. Lots of people convert to Christianity through lucid dreaming and through dreams in general. So uh, to me, that shows that dream work is definitely a godly thing I would say um I don't think they would mention dreams in the bible if Mm. that's something we were supposed to be paying attention to in that way yeah yeah definitely I suppose the prophetic dreams like dreams of the future and things like that is probably what's got them thinking that we're witches if we're able to do it but it's like that untapped superpower we all have it 
we're all psychic people don't realize that we're all psychic and we can all see what's coming in the future and we can all connect to god or whoever our god is um you know if you're not christian uh, dreaming is such a spiritual thing and being able to have visitation dreams from people on the other side as well yeah definitely i think um I mean, exactly like what you were saying with the Pharaoh's dreams and them preparing for the famine, like that was prophetic dream work, right? Mm. But it was to help so many people, you know, it saved lives. And in the same way, there's so many real life occasions of this happening. Um, You often hear about it with things like it happened a lot with 9-11. There's reports of people saying they literally dreamed of that happening a huge world event before it happened so I think things like that are fascinating especially when it's a global occurrence but if you do a quick google search of prophetic you know world news dreams and things like that there's so many different ones that's really interesting and I was gonna I was gonna just say one of the scriptures I just sent to Um, my friend because they were asking about dream work in the bible so I sent them a couple of different scriptures one was in Job which was he speaks in dreams in visions of the night when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds that's Job 33 15 so just directly about dreams being communication with God this one is that night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and God said what do you want? Ask and I'll give it to you. That's First Kings 3.5, which is just so empowering. Mm. This one I think is a big one is, listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. And that's Numbers 12.6. And I feel like that's pretty straightforward about, yeah, yeah uh, dream work is a very deep way to connect with God that's so amazing um can you share any fascinating or transformative experiences that you or your clients have had through lucid dreaming yeah where even to begin (laughs) um the big one for me that that I commonly share is building my business right because that just completely changed my life in 2020 I was working But after I published my research, I had a lot of participants, you know, who were like, you seem really clued up about this. I want to do lucid dreaming more practically for that personal, spiritual transformation kind of work, creativity. And so I was working with a couple of people, you know, one on one. And I had a a lucid dreaming retreat planned. And then the pandemic hit. And obviously all of that just crumbled into nothing my retreat was for April 2020 every single person attending was flying in flights were not happening and so over a couple of days I just got messages from everyone saying obviously they can't fly it wasn't going to happen a lot of my private clients were like unsure about their job and, and money and what's going on so kind of overnight or over like a week period suddenly everything I'd been working on just disappeared into nothing and it was then that well my husband and my friends were like do do your thing lady like have a lucid dream see what you're being called to do so I was like yeah and that night I 
had a lucid dream where uh, I was in this long, it was kind of like a beachside restaurant, kind of like a last supper type situation. It was a big table, had tons of friends, family, people sitting at this table. And I got lucid because I was choosing with a student of mine and she was sharing how her lucid dream had uh, really shifted things for her and she was celebrating something that I knew hadn't happened yet and so that's what got me lucid in the dream and I was like ah we were talking about this before and it hasn't actually happened and so usually when I get lucid in that space where there's lots of people around especially if I have a specific task, I'll kind of remove myself from the busyness. And so I walked out of the restaurant onto the beachfront. It was just like sand, ocean, very expansive. And I kind of walked out just to where the the sea meets the sand and stood out there in this gorgeous dress. It's like blowing in the wind, could like smell the sea, you know, feel the whole thing very viscerally and I just asked show me what I need to do during this time something along those lines show me what I need to see and the best way to describe it was like the dreamscape turned into that one of those kinds of um flip books you know where you just see step by step it's like a movement happening and I started seeing all these different techniques of things that I've been talking to students about and teaching on and things to do with dream work in this format of like an online course and it was just a complete download of me working with different people and teaching something and kind of webinars and this type of stuff so I woke up and I turned our living room into a complete crime scene with just <laughs> notes of different things and stuff that I'd seen in this vision my husband's like what are you doing <laughs> I don't know I just all this stuff was coming through I really hadn't thought of it in the way that uh, I was shown in this lucid dream and I didn't know entirely what it was going to look like but um, you've probably had this experience yourself Melissa and, and people listening in where you wake up from a dream and there's something that came through that you're like, I need to write this down like as quick as possible. So I was just doing that process, sticky notes everywhere, different parts of things. And I was like, I just need to, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I need to put this information out there. It was like the dream was telling me you've got all of this stuff inside you that you want to share with people. Now's the time to get it out so I just started recording stuff I had nothing else to do we were all in lockdown um, and I just started making modules and, and moving things around and prior to that I'd been working you know seven different jobs I was cleaning yoga studios I was cleaning floors I was working in um, restaurants I was doing retail I was doing some marketing stuff online. I was doing my master's thesis. I was just grinding it. And I had this one little opportunity to just do a deep dive into what my lucid dream was telling me to share, put the course out there, 
at that week, I made $8,000 from enrollments. I quit everything else and I just kept going with it and, you know, tapping into lucid dreams, asking what else I needed to create, or I'd have an idea for different modules. And so then I'd do it in the dream space and practice and see what it looked like, bring it back into creation. And that year, my my business blew up into the Lucid Entrepreneur Lab, which created me a multi-six-figure business that first year. And the rest is really history. And so it's incredible to see what a single lucid dream can Mm -hmm. stem into. And then in that as well, you know, now running the lab, which is, of course, for lucid dreamers, basically to do the same thing for how to take the dreams that they're having and the things in their waking life and use them to produce something that's lucid entrepreneurship to me that's bringing something new into creation so it's hard to say this is the most successful thing a student has done because there are students who have you know overcome depression got off medication started a completely new career path a new life found their soulmate there are students who have created multiple businesses, gone full time in their dream, and uh, they're doing that. And I would never say, you know, one is more potent than the other. But anyone who manifests a dream on their heart is a huge success. And just seeing people do that again and again through their dream work practices and using lucid dreams to just accelerate the whole process is epic honestly yeah definitely (laughs) that's amazing I was gonna ask you about your lucid entrepreneur lab but would you like to share and explain to people what it is and what you do and how you may be able to help them in any way yeah so it's kind of a three-phase format that follows my scientific research so Similar to what I mentioned earlier, the first phase of it is really that deep dive into lucid dreaming for self-exploration. So that's really the clear out. Uh, What I noticed with working with hundreds of people is that oftentimes we want to jump into a big dream, into an entrepreneurial pursuit or a relationship or our peak health, fitness, whatever it is. But there are things going on within us that are going to stop us from doing that the best way we can. If you jump into starting up a new business endeavor, but you're dealing with other underlying problems, you're not going to get to it as good a level as you can if you clear through that first. Mm -hmm. So the first phase of it is really doing that deep clearing with dreams so that when you move into phase two, which is kind of the entrepreneurship phase, and you're building your dream, you would build bigger and better and more abundantly than you would initially if you didn't do that clearing. So phase two is us really working with um, that lucid living practice where we're creating in the waking state and bringing those things into the lucid dream state and creating more there and implementing back into the waking states. It's a lot of lucid dream work for action and execution uh, toward your bigger goals. 
whatever they might be. And they're different for everyone. All of us are so unique. So there's not, you know, one particular way. I think though the reason this is so potent for people um, as opposed to a typical business course is because a typical business course is you're using someone else's blueprint. They're sharing, this is what worked for me. This is how I, uh, you know, made money. Mm-hmm. And so just do this thing that I did and see if it works for you, which commonly doesn't work for every single person because all of us are living completely different lives, right? So if you're someone who's a mom and you got four kids and you got to wake up at a particular time and do all these different things, and then you're following the blueprint of a single woman in her 30s, that's a very different type of of lifestyle. What I love about dream work is you're the blueprint you're the material it's coming from inside you so it's always going to be focused on you your unique lifestyle and building it into who you are versus just something that I did that I'm like try it out and it doesn't work for your life at all Mm. so I think that's what makes a real difference in the acceleration process with using dream dream work for for manifesting your bigger dreams and then the third phase is really that transpersonal phase where we go all out into the the weird and wonderful magic so at that time the dream is out there Um, we're producing what you've created you're creating an impact as well as a good income and um, we're seeing the the fruits of your labor and at that space, I really like taking it to that next level. So doing things like out-of-body experiences mm. or using dreams for something totally unexpected, something bigger than you initially believed you could as the person who you were at the start of the Lucid Entrepreneur Lab. And that, again, it looks different for each person, but the idea is using that real-life magic. You know, maybe at the beginning you thought, okay, well, I want to try lucid dreaming for just asking a question or, I don't know, conversing with a dream character. And then maybe at that end stage, you're like doing one of those big dreams like I shared with the lab, you know, show me what I need to see. Let me experience a divine connection with God. Let me connect with a deceased grandparent or, or whatever it is that maybe before you've had limitations with or weren't ready to to go into those spaces and in phase three we're really like pushing the boundaries into knowing how to live and dream in that space that's bigger better older than before that is so awesome it's a huge journey it sounds amazing absolutely amazing yeah, definitely a huge journey is a good way to describe it. It's not your typical lucid dreaming course that's like, let's fly. Let's yeah. see. Uh, this is like, no, we're, we're going to have a life transformation in here. So in saying that, it's not for everyone. Not everyone wants to use their lucid dreams with like a deep purpose. But I'm looking for those people who are like, they really see the potential with this practice, not just for themselves, but for the collective as a whole. So that's kind of the the type of person inside the Lucid Entrepreneur Lab, Lucid Dreaming with a 
deep passion and purpose. Mm. Thank you for sharing. That's so cool. The last question I have for you before we go. So let's say somebody can remember their dreams, their dream journaling, they're writing them down, they're seeing some similarities and things, but they're not yet lucid or they haven't quite experienced a lucid dream. What would be your advice or tip to them on how they can gain lucidity? I honestly think it has to be something very personal. Uh, It's different for each person. I am very against the, not very against, not very against anything, but I would personally warn against using physical reality checks as something to get lucid. What I mean by that is setting an alarm on your phone or, you know, looking at your hand. 10 times throughout a day and hoping that that, all of that stuff I think is very general and a lot of the people that I that say to me I can't get lucid I ask them what have you been trying and they'll say something like well I'm just telling myself before I go to sleep that I'll have a lucid dream I'm putting my finger through my hand during the day or I'm setting some alarms on my phone and I ask them how often do you look at your hand whilst you're dreaming like on a percentage mm. and they're like I'm like is it less than five percent less than one percent yeah how often do you have your mobile phone you know in your dream is it less than five percent they're like yeah I'm like so those things are going to take you a really long time to realize that you're lucid dreaming so for me it's about those personal reality checks to get started the mental ones where you're looking at what's showing up for you what's already trying to get your attention to have a lucid dream if you're dream journaling for a week and you notice hey in every single one of my dreams this week I was angry then work with that as a lucidity trigger you know check yourself every time you feel anger during the day ask yourself where am I right now who am I with am I in a dream space like use that to wake yourself up during the day so that the next time you're dreaming and you experience that anger you stop to check what's going on or it could be anything could be a particular person it could be a space you're in if you're like 90% of my of my dreams I'm in a bathroom, then in your waking life, every single time you go in a bathroom that week, take a moment, say like, okay, I'm in a bathroom, you know, where am I? Is anything looking different in here? Use a mirror, make it fun as well, I think is a great part of it. If you're just doing a task that's really annoying, like, oh, I have to look at my hand a hundred times over the next week you feel frustrated with it, it gets boring. And so it will be like that in the dream space as well. Whereas if you create something that's like a really awesome challenge for yourself, where like, oh my God, okay, cool. Every time I'm in a bathroom this week, I'm going to see if I can jump into the mirror or whatever Mm. it is, push my hand through it, something that really excites you, then that is much more likely to transfer over to a lucid dream. And if it's the kind of fun that you feel like is missing, then I did create a 90-minute masterclass called The Game of Dreams, which is all about that. It's all about an 11-day process of gamifying the lucid dreaming practice so that you can figure out exactly what 
your personal trigger is going to be. We call it mushrooms, foraging for mushrooms and using that. uh, Well, it goes through the entire process, but how to kind of set yourself up for that fun and freedom and transferring it over to a lucid dream. Uh, Anything we had, I had three people from that masterclass immediately the next day say they hadn't had lucid dreams and all three of them had two that same night that they took it. So it's just a really fun way to do it. But I think personalization is definitely Mm. the way to make it Mm. fun, personalize it. And that way it's just easy. Mm, thank you yeah igniting the excitement you want to you want to do it you don't want to make it a chore like everything else so yeah yeah thank you Lana thank you talking to you has been absolutely amazing today for everyone listening who's now fallen in love with you the way that I have how can they reach you uh on any social media platforms I'm at my name, Lana Sackwild. My email is admin at lanasackwild.com. My website is lanasackwild.com. So any of those places, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, email, whatever works. Come find right. Thank you. I'll put your links in the show notes below. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I would just add um, for anyone who is interested in this kind of stuff, also joining my Facebook group. If they have Facebook, the lucid living and lucid dreaming community, uh, because I know it can be, it can be tough when we're super excited to talk about dreams and you talk to a friend and they're like, okay. And (laughs) so I'm always an encourager of if you're someone who's had a really potent dream, a really profound dream, or if you find this stuff super interesting, please share it with me, message me, or join the group so that you can talk with other people who find this fascinating and interesting too, since you're not alone, but it can feel really lonely and isolating. Um, I had that experience growing up where I was like, am I a total weirdo? What's going on? I have these really awesome dreams, but no one else finds this stuff interesting. I'm sure you're the same way, Melissa. Yes. Yes. My tribe and my people. So um, please don't be scared to, to reach out, to talk to me, to talk to Melissa. We want to hear what you have to say and we want to celebrate it. And there's nothing worse than having a really awesome dream and no one to share it with. So I encourage you, anyone listening, that if you have a dream on your heart that you want to share to share it today uh, rather than hold it in and feel like you're alone with it. Share the magic. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you. Yes. I know what you mean. I've told dreams and been so excited and then people just glaze over. (laughs) They're like, this isn't real. It depends on what they believe, you know, but yeah, I believe it's real. So yeah, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Thank Thank you, you, Lana. That was so awesome. You're the best. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. This was so much fun. I loved your questions.